What's going on, family? Thank you guys for tuning back into the War Report, man. We're dropping two podcasts on your head today. Episode 53 with Eric Dawson, man. My OG came through, man. He does the Eric Dawson radio show. You may be familiar with that. Heavy in the game in these streets of Newark, New Jersey, Exus County, the entire state of New Jersey is tuning in that show right now politically. So he came through one time. Let me interview him for the War Report. I've been on his show before. It's only right that we do the uh, the same thing here for the War Report. He loved the show. He loved the room. And uh, he loved the studio and everything like that. Uh, before we get into this episode, make sure you guys follow me on social media. Uh, on Twitter, War Report Radio. Straight through. It's pretty easy, guys. War Report Radio. On Twitter. On Instagram, it's a little bit harder. It's War Report Radio, but with two underscores. War underscore Report underscore Radio. It's pretty simple. Facebook page should be activated uh, this week with a lot of new content coming out. Um, uh, Also on WarReport.com now. So uh, be on the lookout for that. The website is under construction. Um, And the... uh, a lot of stuff is active with me right now. 2018 is going to be a very special year for the War Report. I can feel it. Studio's done. Got the, all the equipment that I would need. And uh, this is another episode. We're hitting you guys on the head with it, man. So guys enjoy it. A lot of good game. A lot of good local uh, 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 game that's really relevant right now in this episode. So we're going to get right into it, man. Peace. Make sure you guys follow me. War Report. Okay, man, I'm back here with Eric Dawson, man, the OG in the game. He's been out here, city of Newark, representing on his radio show, the Eric Dawson radio show. Um, first and foremost, brother, uh, state your name, where you're from, you know what I mean? Give a little background on what you do, um, mm-hmm. because I guess my audience might not know what you do, but uh, of course, your audience is very familiar with what you do. <laughs> um, so just give the give some of my listeners what you do in some of your background. Well, so for my listeners, I am on the War Report. Yeah, with, right with Jared Adams uh, today. I met you, um, you know, when I was in my old studio doing the Eric Dawson radio show, mm-hmm. and uh, found out that you were into journalism and broadcasting, and was excited to be able to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do, uh, Jared, is inform, engage, and empower our community to improve the quality of their life. Okay. And I use media to do it. You know, I've got a 28-year background now uh, in communications and marketing, mm-hmm. and I figured I'd given enough of myself to corporate America. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about giving back to our community. And, and so I thought, what better way than to take the gifts that the creator gave me to make hundreds of millions of dollars for folks in the corporate space, leverage those resources that I had to be able to give something back to our people. Okay, man. Uh, now, your show, right? You talk about a lot of different things, community things on your mm-hmm. show. Um, a lot of it is politically based. Um, and I understand that you come from a uh, family and just like, a, I guess, a generation uh, that has deep roots in the uh, North community. So, like, if the listener doesn't know any of your background as far as that that's concerned, um, <laughs> how, how would you explain that? You know what I mean? As far as uh, the family you come from, obviously, and uh, how long you've been doing this whole uh, Jersey political thing, you know? Interesting. So, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, Insta- the Facebook that, that, Live no, is okay. uh, restarting. No, again. that's okay. But, um, you know, what... Uh, what in my background or my family's background, Jared, we've been here for almost 100 years, uh, my family. And in being here, uh, you know, I've had the privilege, man, of, um, you know, of really leveraging the goodwill of my parents, my grandparents, uh, to be able to accomplish a lot of things that I've accomplished in my life. Uh, the friends that I've met uh, run really, really deep. And, um, you know, I can't be more excited to have uh, those folks as friends. And, um, you know, uh, you know, and I think you and I talked about this on on my show before that coming from a family, coming from a legacy, it's bigger than you. You know, what I do is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. What I do is it represents my whole family, represents my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, represents my, you know, my parents. 
you know, and so those are the things that anchor and guide me, you know, and my dad. Uh, yeah, I'm politically, deeply politically steeped um, here in Newark and Essex County. My dad was one of the best that ever did it. Carl mm-hmm. Sharif. And, um, you Maybe know, you take off the airplane mode on your phone. Yeah, that's what I'm going to yeah. do. But I don't want to interrupt your, yeah, it's your fine, thing. It's fine. Right. So, um, you know, but that's kind of what, uh, you know, what, you know, where I am and, and, and you know, what has me uh, doing what it is that I do. So. Okay, uh, what made you want to get specifically into like having a radio show locally uh, for for the North community? Because that's the question that I would ask. You briefly spoke uh, spoke about uh, how you uh, worked in media for for over twenty years, but when when did you like think it was time to um, you know what I mean? Uh, drop what you were doing and uh, get more focused um, like locally. You know what I mean? And provide a radio show for the community. Well. So I'll back up a little bit and and say that before I started the radio show, I had a um, had a blog. Okay. And one of the things that I looked at with the blog, and this is just a, a shame, and I, I kind of want to um, get this going because I think it'd be important for uh, you know as many people as can hear what I'm getting ready to say, um, say it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Hmm. All right. So we'll see. We're just going to yeah, keep Yeah, the powers going. that be don't want us to go live. Hey, they don't, That's really man. That's all that is. They don't. Um, but, you know, part of the challenge is. We're live. Okay. Uh, part of the challenge is that um, a lot of folks in our community don't read, Jared. And even though I did a blog and, you know, had some other writings that were out there, I, I noticed that people didn't read. And I said, well, how do I still disseminate this information that has to get into our community? And uh, knowing that a large group of our folks don't read. And, and so I started a blog talk radio mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah. Um, that way at, people could l- at least listen. They can listen, right? This was before Facebook. This was before the Facebook. So I started a blog talk radio show. And that blog talk radio show just took off, man. And, uh, you know, to the dismay of a lot of people who don't want our people to be educated and informed, um, they, uh, you know, they, you know, really hoped that the show wouldn't do well. Mm-hmm. And the show uh, exceeded expectations did extremely well mm-hmm. and uh i think we topped out at somewhere around eight or nine thousand listeners every wednesday wow okay um yeah quickly uh, if you want to pause it that'll be cool with me too um as far as the facebook live thing situation going on yeah i'm just know. gonna i'm just gonna stop doing it yeah i'm not, not sure working. what's going on my uh my uh Wi-Fi here in the house, but no, it no, seems it, to be it, strong. yeah, it's really not your Wi-Fi. It's uh, for whatever reason my network, uh, because that's what I'm doing it on now. My network's not working. So interesting. All right, we'll move right along. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, New Jersey, right? Let's mm-hmm. talk about New Jersey and just Newark in general, right? Definitely one of the most frustrating areas, I would say, politically in the country. Um, there's a lot of uh, high taxes, uh, a lot of political corruption. Um, how do you? base your show right knowing what you do and uh also you know what i mean uh balance that in, in this type of atmosphere do you think you know what i mean because that's the question i would have to ask you is like new jersey's already politically one of the like the craziest places to to be at you know what i mean from uh, from from that standpoint you got different sides of spectrum democrats republicans you got both out here um a lot of them engage in uh corruption or mm-hmm. or stealing money from their community whatever the case may be right so what's it like owning and having your own platform radio show in that type of climate well a political hopefully climate we're back you know live I mean? again and, yeah you know i want to say i'm on the war report we're on the war Jared, report, yeah. uh, adams um the well the climate is um it's corrosive um the climate is um vicious mm-hmm uh, there are a Why? Lot of, Why do you think it's vicious, though? Well, because there are a lot of people, Jared, I call them poverty pimps, who make money on our community. They've learned to make money on our community uh, by keeping us uh, in the dark, by keeping us un- uneducated, uh, uninformed. And, and so when you bring somebody into a space uh, and they're going to create a platform that's going to educate people, then what we're really talking about is freeing people. 
Mm-hmm. And we look at the history, our history of being enslaved. And whenever somebody sought to free our people, um, they went in a hostile uh, territory to, to do that, right? I mean, um, you know, those people who are in charge are not going to simply give up um, their, uh, you know, give up their power. They're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a lot of different layers to that as well, in my view. Uh, we had to just say forget about Facebook mm-hmm. Live for yeah. now, yeah. Because uh, in- anyway, I'm, I'm recording it, so I'll clip it up and uh, send mm-hmm. it to you regardless. Sure, sure. So uh, and then that'll that'll be viral. You know, no at least everything we didn't really miss anything. Technically, no, we're good. still recording. Let's keep going. So yeah, let's just keep going. Um, so like, there's different layers to that though. So like, even when you um think about the, just the power structure here uh, in New Jersey, right? It's it's really nationwide for one. It's really worldwide. Right. Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then like we don't we'll never really get to know who's behind some of these political characters pulling the, the, the real strings. Uh, you right. know what I mean? So um, how would you um, like really describe that type of, uh, of, of climate the way you do your radio show? I mean, phrase the question differently and that way I can answer it properly for you. OK. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to ask you is. Uh, Knowing that, say, um, a Cory Booker, you know what I mean? He has to answer to somebody, I will, I will believe, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the community will never get to know who he's answering to, right? So how do you scale letting the community know about certain issues that may arise if, like, he's got an agenda for, for his, for, for his uh, people who, who pull his strings, mm-hmm. but, and we'll never know. It's like the connection between information is like lost at that point you know what i mean so like right. how is that a challenge is that a challenge for you or like how do you get past that do you think well it is a challenge people want to hide information yeah right it, uh, information is king what do they say knowledge is power mm-hmm. and and so those people who have the knowledge and have the information the thing that they want to do i mean and again i'll, I'll take you back to slavery uh, one of the biggest things man that they uh, attempted to do is keep us from being able to read books mm-hmm. right they hung slaves who knew how to read yeah so do you think it's frustrating for you um to to get in touch with the community or is it not you know what i mean do you enjoy it more than anything you know what i mean because you have to enjoy it to be doing it as much as you do you know well, what i mean you're pretty much live every every weekday 10 a.m you know what i mean so well, it's like the persistence is always there it's always been there with you but at the same time do you find that new jersey politically is i guess what i'm asking is the climate is it frustrating that the message isn't picked up like 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 a with the snap of a hand, you know what I mean? Right. Because it should be. Right. Well, what I what I am encouraged by is the fact that uh, our numbers grow, that more people are engaged, uh, more people are asking questions, um, and that's why I continue to do it uh, because I do see that there is a greater engagement of our community around these issues. Um, example: I mean, I don't think that folks. In, in a very, very long time, my lifetime, I don't know when the last time it was people extended conversations about a, a mayoral race or a um, school board race beyond, um, you know, a few months outside of the actual election day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was encouraged to see that people are doing that. So, yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Uh, so the community's already talking about this upcoming election. If you want to get into that, Beginning that, I want to get into some some few things before we get into that mm-hmm. really quickly. Uh, your banner on Facebook, right, it says uh, "provoke accountability," mm-hmm. right? Um, and we talked off the record about like your theory about how uh, steel sharpens steel. I remember that. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Um, what is what does that mean to you? Um, to provoke accountability? Yeah, yeah. Well, Obviously, you ask questions. Yeah, right. You challenge. Uh, you don't just accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give me trust an but verify. So, well, you know, somebody tells you that they're gonna. Um, well, we, we talk about this current climate, right? Uh, well, here I'll give you a classic example. A couple of years ago, when in Newark there were 28 inches of snow that hit the ground. Yeah. Now the mayor said that he was qualified and he hired a qualified staff of people to manage it. Well, mm-hmm. once Newark was buried in the snow. Um, the very first thing that came out was that, you know, uh, they were doing their best. And then we realized after uh, just continuing to push the issue that Newark was not prepared. 
that they didn't have the adequate uh, 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 equipment mm-hmm. to be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have the adequate equipment because they didn't do a proper audit of the department prior to um, the, the snowstorm. You know, and, and since, you know, I guess they've gotten a little bit better. But the fact that, you know, Norkers didn't just take out of hand what the mayor said, but that they challenged it and they and they had him mm-hmm. come forward. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Provoke accountability. Don't just allow people to tell you something um, and, and, and sell it to you and, and you buy it, you know, lock, stock and barrel. Ask the questions. Continue to challenge. Micromanage your government. Um, at that time. Right. Uh, it was also some rumblings that uh, they had fired uh, the guy who was who was head of snow removal. Um, do you remember that story? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know him as Amos, mm-hmm. and uh, they had gotten rid of Amos due to whatever political reason. Right. But apparently, he's he's been holding it down as far as his responsibility in that department for a long time. And Newark had never seen that type of snowstorm not get paved and us not be ready. Uh, that was that was a crazy storm, man. My my street wasn't paved for like five to five to uh, five to ten days, man. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like uh, cars could not get out of this this hill. You know what I mean? And uh, I actually worked for uh, the fire department, and uh, they had to come and pick us up in fire trucks. You know what I mean? It, it, it was out of it was out of this world. Well, you know, again, part of, part of the challenge is this: when you um, uh, when you fire somebody, you let somebody go mm-hmm. um, who knows who knows, who knows what, they're, what doing. they're doing. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then you hire somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, it's really important that um, that the people have an understanding of why, right? And it was all political. Uh, you know, Pat Council, you know, support the mayor. The mayor wanted to be able to return a favor to Pat Council. That was all very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the fact that, you know, there was just not an open and honest conversation and say, hey, look, I hired my guy. You know, my guy couldn't get the job done and I need to hold my guy accountable. But instead, you know, they layered on all of these excuses as to why people were buried for a week and a half in snow uh, when they should have, um, you know, uh, just accepted the, fact, have accepted that they were the wrong. fact that they were wrong. Yeah. OK. Um, uh, do you publicly endorse candidates uh, right now uh, with your radio show or do you not? Do you try to stay neutral? Um, no, uh, there. Yeah, I do endorse candidates. Um, I have not endorsed any uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Um, in the upcoming race, uh, what I have said, however, is that um, we need change. I think that uh, we have a complete and uh, utter failure at 920 Broad Street. You got people, uh, Jared, who've been there for 16 and 20 years, um, and they can't literally um, uh, give an accounting of anything measurable that they've done. Mm-hmm. And 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 the question that I would really ask them is, why do you need four more years? What is it that you haven't been able to accomplish in 16 or 20 years that you need four more years to be able to accomplish? And if I were a, a, a voter, right, I, when they come and knock on my door, I say, look, you've been here for 16 years. You've been here for 20 years. What else is it that you need to do? Mm-hmm. And make sure that they're giving me very detailed, copious you know, uh, bullet points in terms of the things they need to do and timeline in which they need to do it. Because the question I would then ask is, okay, so do you need four more years to accomplish that? Do you need eight more years? Do you plan to run for how how long? And we we should be asking that question too. How many more terms do you going to run for? Yeah. And and I understand that Newark does not have a term limit, right? They don't. And I think that Newark should have a term limit. I think three terms is sufficient. Um, and the reason I say three as opposed to two is people told me that three term uh, terms gives you um, a pension. Mm. And I, I don't think that anybody should be denied a pension. So if that's going to give them their pension, give them their pension and, 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 and then escort the them out. That's absolutely correct. Move them out of the way. Okay, now, uh, this I didn't write this question down, but... Uh, how how do we even trust politicians what they say before the election in this type of like climate because we've been hit with the okie doke so many times over and over again no matter what a politician says during election time it doesn't actually mean that they're going to actually do it you know what I mean once they once they get in office and have the power and, and the election cycles out of people's minds and you got four years to pretty much do whatever you want to do and around the three and a half year mark that's when you start revving up 
your rhetoric again as far as running for re-election. So, mm-hmm. like, what what's your take on that? You know what I mean? How do uh, the voters, you know what I mean, how do we, how should we dissect this election coming up in, in 2018, specifically in Newark, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot going on, you know what I mean? There's a lot at stake, obviously, and... Uh, Anybody can go up there and say whatever they want. You know what I mean? How do we dissect of who has the plan and who has the actual uh, stamina, you know what I mean, to actually do what they're going to say and actually be for the community, do you think? Like, how do we weave through all the BS? Um, well, we have to be issue-based, right? We have to understand what our issues are. Right now, as an electorate, we elect based on emotionalism. We elect based on personality. We be- like based on popularity and friendship we know what the issues are in our community you know if your taxes are too high you know if your your streets are filthy you know if you can't walk outside to the corner store without fear of being mugged mm-hmm. you know that you know if you had a family member who was carjacked or a friend who had a family member who was murdered you know that so now you know that these are issues in our community and then what we should be doing in an attempt to improve our community is to focus on people who are willing to address those issues. Mm-hmm. But if we're not focused on that, then you're going to wind up with the same old, same old. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we think get. that's what's been happening. Do you agree? It's exactly what's been happening. It's exactly what's been happening. You know, if you ask people, you know, you, you can't get people on a block nowadays, uh, Jared, uh, to communicate with each other about, you know, how to improve their block or people within a district to get together and be serious about how to improve their district, you know, and, and, and so... Is that on the elected official or is that on us? No, it, no, it's 100% on us. But what I will say is that the elected officials take advantage of the fact that we don't do it. Yeah. Right? And what, what, what you would want is, um, I mean, look, just because you may not be... Uh, uh, savvy enough to do something doesn't mean people should take advantage of you mm-hmm. and i mean if i sent my my child to the store and he or she was unable to count change right and i gave him five dollars and they bought something for two dollars and 87 cents mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the store owner should rip them off simply because they can't count yeah right the home we we, we in the community would expect that the store owner would give the proper change back to the person whether they could count count or not yeah. And the fact that they wouldn't, you know, we, we look and say, yeah, the person should have known how to count. But there is a moral standard that we should hold people accountable to and a moral standard that we should be holding our elected officials to. Those elected officials are falling short every single day. OK. Um, how do you disarm the notion like in the community that uh, what you talk about on your radio show, even though I don't think it's negative, but uh, some supporters of like. The mayor right now, some supporters of Raz Baraka will say that, oh, he's talking about, he always talks about the negative aspects, right? But he doesn't focus on anything positive uh, that the the current administration is doing. How do you disarm those people from, uh, I guess, getting to your listeners and, and influencing their minds, you think? It's not really about disarming them, but... Uh, what do you have to say to people that say well, that you only, uh, you know, what I mean, talk about negative aspects? Well, so there are two things, right? You do have to inoculate people, right, so that they have information to be able to go and ward off unscrupulous and nefarious people. So, folks who watch the show, listen to the show, they get information. So, when they're confronted with somebody who's lying to them. They can say, well, no, this is the fact that I heard. This is where I heard it. I read it. It was posted on this website or this Facebook page. And they can challenge people like that. Um, As far as the folks who are supportive of Ras Baraka, you know, I would question them. Well, there's a percentage of them, uh, Jared, who I understand are supportive of him because he, you know, quite frankly, he provides provide a job for them with the job right so he yeah. provides a job so for them. his uh re-election is like almost like their livelihood oh well for 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 a, a small, large a, a some small, percent of them some some percent of them and then and then what you have and i talked about this on my show um before is you then have a group of people who are um family members of those folks mm-hmm. right and those family members uh feel uh um, that yeah, they feel obligated because look, 
you could have, and I'm sure you, growing up in North, mm-hmm. you've seen it. You could have an apartment with two or three generations of people living in one apartment. Absolutely. And then you could have one check that is taking care of that entire apartment. Mm-hmm. Right? Or a portion of the rent and bills and things like that. I've seen it happen. And if that one person happens to be working in sanitation or working in some other department in the city of Newark, and that job is threatened, well, it's threatening three generations. So when that one person says, I need you to vote in this way, all generations in that household are going to vote. And that's what happened. Now, is that, do you think that that is uh, like uh, extortion or like exploitation on on, on, uh, the the candidate's part? Or is that just just normal, regular life stuff? You know what I mean? Regular life shit. Well, I I, I think, no, no. I think that it is exploitation, right? I think if you know that people are suffering... And you take advantage of people who are suffering. You're exploiting their suffering for your own gain. Um, and and that's one of the things that infuriates me about what goes on, especially in African-American communities, when you have African-American leadership. You know, we've, we've fought long and hard to extricate ourselves from uh, being led by folks who don't look like us, folks who don't understand us culturally and spiritually. And then we work to get people elected who look like us, who are supposed to understand us culturally and spiritually. And when those people, Jared, um, take advantage of you, when they exploit you, it hurts the most. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, but is there something missing in, like, like the moral compass? Why, why, why do it? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's something in it for them uh, that they believe in the long run that's more important than uh, doing everything the right way and by the book. You know what I mean? But what makes... Um, the person do that in the first place you know what i mean uh, whoever the hell it is you know what i mean from the governor to the senator to uh, the mayor um why in america have we accepted you know what i mean the uh just the corrupt political system that we we we've come accustomed to you know what i mean and not um not to praise trump or anything but he was probably the first person to you know what I mean? At least do what he said he was going to do 100%. You know what I mean? He hasn't backed down from any of his agendas that he said he was going to do in the in, in the campaign. I think he's one of the few politicians that stayed true to, to, to that. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, uh, to be honest, he, he's on his way to re-election. Um, I'm not sure if you agree with that. Uh, how, do you, how do you... What's your take on that? You know what I mean? Because uh, I think Americans in general, especially middle, middle states Americans, there's... Kansas and Iowa and all those places out there, Montana, whatever case may be, uh, they just want somebody that's going to get in there and deliver what they say they're going to do. You know what I mean? And right. I, 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 I agree with that as well. Um, well so, well, what's it like living in a, in, in a political like climate right now where the black candidates aren't even delivering on what they're saying they're going to do? Well, and and they they're the easiest that can uh, sway off the, off an issue that they might have felt strongly about. You know what I mean? Well, what what I'll say about Donald Trump is um, uh, I don't agree with everything he's done, mm-hmm. but Donald Trump is savvy, and we saw how savvy he was during the election mm-hmm. to win the election. Yeah, very savvy, right? And Donald Trump said something during uh, during campaigning last election. He said. That he is going to win a higher percentage of the African-American vote the next go round. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at what's going on, uh, in fact, like it or not, Donald Trump has employed more African-Americans under his administration currently than Obama did in seven years, eight years. Uh, you know, people may want to squawk at the tax cut they think it should be higher but there was in fact a tax cut absolutely um and and the economy is strong right now he's negotiating a deal to go meet with kim jong-un of north korea of north korea right so So world world peace is on the table right right. at this point You, you you understand and and you know you you have a liberal media who won't give credit for those things because they're trying to figure out how to continue to navigate to create an opening to get Democrat in office. But instead of the media working to get Democrat in office, Democrats need to put their ground, ear to the ground, understand the needs of the people. 
because Democrats have not done that yet, mm -hmm. right? Um, I fear that uh, Donald Trump will be reelected. Yeah. Um, but it'll be because Democrats can't get their act together. Okay. Um, now, Democrats versus Republicans. Uh, it's kind of a interesting debate, you know what I mean? Because not a... Trump, he, he ran on a Republican ticket, right? But mm -hmm. he wasn't a career politician either, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, at this point, you know what I mean? I, I grew up in a, in a Democrat household, mm -hmm. right? And I usually think Republicans were the problem, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Growing up as a, I guess, a teenager, right? Before I got, before I kind of just got hit to what was going on and just, like, just different access to different information. And you start finding out, like... You know what I mean? Actually, all you think that you really need in the White House is somebody who's just going to deliver on on American First agenda, and things will start turning around. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. economy will come back. The workers are well. The factories will reopen. You know what I mean? It's really that simple. You know right. what I mean? I think Trump is proving that right now. But how do you view Trump aside? How do you view the Democrats versus Republicans debate? You know what I mean? Because you got the the, the old school blue blood Republicans, terrible in my view, and then you got the Democrats that kind of want to take us to like I don't even know what their message is right now. So like, how do you view the Democrats versus Republicans debate nationwide, Trump aside? Well, I mean, instead of looking at the Democrat versus Republican debate, what I'm looking at are the needs of African Americans and brown mm -hmm. people. Yeah, right. Identify what those needs are, and then identify people who are going to help address those needs. I don't care whether they're Democrats or Republicans. See, you know, when you, when you pose the question the way that you posed it, then it's always the tail wagging the dog, mm -hmm. right? Because then it says, well, let me go see who they are and then figure out how I fit under that tent. I'm saying, no, we need to back up. We need to understand who we are, understand what our needs are. And then we need to invite people who are willing to address our needs under our tent. Interesting. Now, why hasn't that happened? Bunch of reasons, right? Bunch of reasons. There's an article that I put on my page. Mr. Chang, a Chinese man, addressed the issues of the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And what Mr. Chang said, uh, in essence, was that black people don't love black people. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and so, you know, part of, part of our issues can be addressed through policy change and things like that. Um, but we can't rely wholly on on government to resolve the issues of us. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad spoke, uh, may peace and blessings be upon him, that we, you know, should be self-reliant. And I think that, you know, um, that, you know, we, we should be focused on building our own economy. Right. We should be focused on on taking care of ourselves. I saw another thing posted on, on Facebook where, you know, it showed uh, P. Diddy being worth $90 million, $900 million. It showed Jay-Z being uh, worth $800, $700 million. And it showed some other black athlete being worth somewhere in the area of eight or $900 million. And, and somebody said, and to the best of their knowledge, it only takes $20 million to start a credit union. So mm. these guys, if they really wanted to do some things, right, um, and understanding the communities that they came from, and wanting to give back, and they could make money, right? Yeah. Start a credit union, right? And so now that, that get, stimulates the economy while that person makes money. That's absolutely correct. And and, and what it does is you now understand the the, the various issues um, that are impacting your community. You understand how difficult it is for Black and Brown people to get loans um, that they would otherwise qualify for if they were uh, non-Black or or non-Hispanic. Um, and, and so create those opportunities, spur economy within our community. Absolutely. Uh, I had a talk with my uh, older brother, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, one thing that really stuck with me, uh, basically one thing that he said, he was like, man, like I don't have any problems that $10,000 wouldn't fix. Mm. You know what I mean? That's That goes a long, like if I had $10,000, I wouldn't have any problems in this world. I would be able to create another business on top of this one. You know what I mean? Uh, like a like actual product to sell. Um, 
and I thought that was just like so like astounding. Like a lot of black people probably don't have any problems that ten thousand dollars would not fix. But if you if you like you if you're just working hourly wages, well, you'll never get to ten grand in cash. But what I, what I would say is this: um, I, I I would kind of disagree with that because okay. whatever whatever the ten thousand dollars would fix, it's not sustainable if you can't continue to generate that revenue. Right. And and so now when you understand on top of that in terms of business development, that 80 uh, that 50 percent of all new businesses fail in the first year, 85 percent of all new businesses fail in the first five years. Right. That ten thousand dollar investment into that business, you got to get everything right. You got to be almost perfect. Like I said, 85 percent fail in the first five years. So you drop you drop ten thousand dollars into a business. You know, only 15% of those people are going to succeed. And so, Still, you think? Yeah. With $10,000 in capital? Right. I mean, I'm just giving I you think, the numbers. I, I these think, are not my numbers. Okay. These, are, these, are, these are national numbers of businesses that fail. So that says if you got 100 people who say, give me $10,000, 85 of those 100 people are going to wind up broke in five years. Their business is going to fail. So, And in fact, in the first year... 50 of those 100 people are going to go broke. Mm. Now, so I, I think that the understanding the problem of a per, that a person has, um, it's multi-layered, it's nuanced, you know, and, 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 and to just believe, oh, give me $10,000 and I'll be able to fix it. No, you have to have some way to earn that $10,000 that's sustainable so that when you invest that $10,000, if you choose to invest into a business, if it goes belly up, you're going to be okay. Because what if you're not? Then you got now you need another ten grand. Right? Now you're going to need another ten grand. Yeah. You know. So the idea of saying you know ten thousand, I, I disagree with that. Okay. Um. What 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 would be, what's the biggest message I think uh, you would have for the black voting block? You know what I mean? Nationwide, uh, statewide, locally. Black Talk- voting. Black about. voting block. Yeah. Learn to organize on a block level, on a neighborhood level. Learn to talk to your neighbor. Find out who lives next door to you, and you know, and who lives across the street from you, who lives at the end of the block. You know, um, and, and and I always say this. I don't know if you saw Roots, the first Roots. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah. Okay. I see so, some of it. So there was a scene in there where the um, ship uh, uh, came to Africa. And it put all of the, the slaves or the, the Africans onto the ship. And as the ship was making its journey, uh, you had this warrior who was there who was talking to Kunta, mm-hmm. right? And the warrior was telling all of them because they were all from different tribes, mm-hmm. right? And he was asking them. The first thing he did was try to create unity on the ship amongst these uh, Africans who were now enslaved. And he was asking, what tribe are you from? You know, what tribe are you from? Mm-hmm. What tribe are you from? And he said, now what we need to do is learn the language of the man who's next to you, who's chained next to you. Because in order for us to do anything as a collective, mm-hmm. we, we need to be to able to communicate, communicate. Yeah. right? The old African uh, proverb that says uh, one stick is easily broken, but when you bundle them together, they're unbreakable. Right. So what he essentially was saying on that ship was by myself, it can break me. But if through communication, we can bundle ourselves together, they can't break us. And so in our communities, we've been broken, Jared, because we are in a bundle. You're Jared. I'm Eric. Sam on the corner and, and none of us communicate about our common interests but once we all come together as a block and say you know what we don't want filth we don't want the prostitute on the corner anymore we want the abandoned car moved we want this uh, abandoned house boarded up or de- destroyed mm-hmm. right once we as a block say we want those things they'll happen on our block you understand? And then yeah. once we now unite with the block adjacent to us and they unite with the block adjacent to them. And now we as a district mm-hmm. say what we want. Yeah. That's then true we'll get it as a district. That's absolutely correct. Now you're starting to amass power. And I see it happen. I grew up on one of the most powerful blocks in the city of Newark, Wilbur Avenue. And what happened there? Well, you know, where, where, where I, when I grew up. Uh, former council president uh, uh, Ralph T. Grant 
lived there. Um, at the time, it was uh, Councilman Sharp James who lived next door. My dad was the president of the Board of Education, and he was the chief of staff to the uh, Honorable Kenneth A. Gibson. You know, we had no craziness on our block. Mm-hmm. Our, the street sweepers never missed coming on our block. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. of who lived on that block. So hey. you have to you have to make your presence known. See, you, you're Jared Adams, right? But Jared Adams could be an organizer who has the ability to bring you know fifty to hundred people down to stand on steps of City Hall, you know, to scream and holler about the lack of services. And now, once a councilman or a mayor understands your ability to do that, they say, "Oh, you know, we need to take care of that." You know why? Because Jared Adams lives on that block. Yeah. So you define who Jared Adams is. Okay. Very interesting, man. I want to talk to you really quickly about uh, school board. Um, you mentioned that uh, I didn't actually know that your father uh, was the president of uh, mm-hmm. that, but very cool. Um, see, you learn something new every day. <laughs> um, first and foremost, why is school board such a huge issue every single time that it comes up? You know what I mean? People really get revved up for school board. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Nork is uh, getting local control back in the Nork public schools, um, which is interesting because so much investment has been put into charters already. Right. Um, what do you... What's your take on why school board is so important? Obviously, it's the uh, education of children. Extremely important issue, but I don't really think that that's really why it's... Why people think it's like uh, that important. Hold on, I got to... Uh... No, no, you go ahead and grab that. I'll begin to answer the question. I'll give you time to get back. Okay. So, the school board is important for a myriad of reasons. If you look and you recognize that any healthy community, any vibrant community, any functioning community at the core of that community is its educational system, right? <laughs> So if you look at Short Hills, you look at Milburn, you look at Summit, you look at New Providence, you look at Berkeley Heights, you look at Westfield, right? You look at those school systems. You go up west to 78. You look at Clinton, Blue Ribbon School System. You go into Bergen County. You look at those school systems. All those are functioning school systems Mm -hmm. that are turning out kids who are going to college and coming back and being productive citizens in, 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 in society. When you have a school system that is not functioning mm-hmm. and people are graduating at abysmal rates or they're graduating with diplomas that are not competitive in the open market space, meaning that they can go to college with that diploma or they can go get a job with that diploma without the person saying, oh, you went to school in Newark? Yeah. Right? Um, then then you have a problem, right? And so now you've got to, you, you know, you start to generate a workforce of people who can't command the six-figure salaries or the high five-figure salaries, but you're commi- but they're commanding uh, uh, low-wage, uh, minimum-wage salaries, right? So now you got minimum-wage salaries, Jared, and so that leads to fewer homeowners, more renters. Mm-hmm. In Newark, you have 78% of Newarkers are renters. Wow. Right? And so now when you say you got 78% of, with a poverty rate, Jared, of 36% in the city of Newark. Mm. Okay, yeah. so 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 you say, well, why is education important? Why is the school system? It's a billion-dollar institution that is supposed to ensure the quality a quality education for thirty-five thousand kids that go there. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move forward. I just had this conversation on Facebook. You got Essex County College. You got Rutgers. You got Riders. Rider College. Rider. Yeah, Rider University. Rider University. Essex County College currently admits uh, 98% of students that they currently admit need remedial classes. Which means what? It means that the education they got wasn't sufficient Mm -hmm. in high school. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe it's 42% of the students admitted into Ryder need remedial classes. Mm -hmm. 37% that are admitted into Rutgers need remedial classes. Yeah. A lot of these kids are coming from Newark. Wow. Um, just yet, yeah, and it's crazy because, uh, me, you know what I mean, as far as, like, uh, how I view school board right now, because I'm 26 now, mm-hmm. right, uh, 
graduated from University High School, but before that, I went to St. Phillips, mm-hmm. which is like one of the prestigious little uh, K through eight mm-hmm. schools in Newark, right? Mm-hmm. So great education there. Uh, they shipped me like to they shipped me obviously, but I wind up going to Morristown Beard uh, in Morristown for my mm-hmm. freshman year. I was maybe only like one out of twelve black students there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, pretty good education there too. Like they you made they made you think, made you work, right? But I didn't like it, so I transferred back to university sophomore year. And by the time, like, I was pretty much coasted through high school because it was so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could just imagine K through eight going to North Public Schools, man. Like, well, here's I don't even. It's like I don't even. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't really speak on that experience at here's, all. Here's another thing, and I'm from Newark. Let me make sure I got the statistic correct. By age of five or six. Children who come from affluent families have a 30 million word advantage over kids who come from poor families. 30 million word advantage. So when we say that the poverty level in Newark is 36 percent, we're already condemned. And so if we're not strengthening our K or pre-K or kindergarten programs. Right to make sure that our kids can compete, they're already behind the able. Mm-hmm. And then when we do nonsensical things, like uh, put people in charge of uh, educational institution who don't understand policy, who don't understand any of those things, and in fact, and I, I talk about him a lot on my show. The current president of the board of education literally can't read beyond a seventh grade reading level. Is that a fact? That's a fact. And I would challenge him to come on your show or come on my show and prove me wrong. Wow. And so now when you have a guy who can't read beyond a seventh grade reading level, who is sitting at, uh, as the chairman of the Board of Education, sat and chaired the Board of Finance for the Board of Education, mm. it says that we're not serious about educating our babies. Mm. And when you look and you see, Jared, that since 1970, we've had black leadership. So there, there used to be a time where we could point, or people would point and say, oh, it was the white man that did this. The white man is keeping us down. The white man is keeping us down. But we look in our own backyard, we see that it's all black faces. Mm-hmm. Which is the saddest and craziest thing. That's absolutely correct. You know what I mean? Because uh, as much as people like want to hone their, their leadership skills and like how they're like there's some black leader over the community, it's just like, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Some things, some things, okay, you're strong at other things. It's like, man, you need a lot of work at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a joke. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like one big joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now, you know, education again. Mm-hmm. Well, no, value of education. You've got this whole Amazon thing that they're talking about, bringing Amazon into Newark, right? Yeah. $2 billion that Newark, I don't know where they're going to get the money from, but Newark is talking about putting up $2 billion to, to bring Amazon in. Again, 78% of renters. So that means that the tax burn is going to fall on oh, renters or homeowners. Or homeowners. Oh wow. Primarily, right? So that means you got 22% that are currently carrying a burden of Newark. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of them are being priced out of their homes right now cuz taxes have been raised four times. Now they they're talking about the promise of bringing Amazon in because it's going to bring 50,000 jobs. Well, I had the former uh, state appointed superintendent of schools on my radio show and say, it's not so much about jobs. It's about the fact that we don't have a qualified workforce to, 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 to be able to do the jobs, to understand the jobs. Mm. And so now we're talking about bringing 50. Who's going to get those jobs, Darren? Norcus not going to get those jobs. They're yeah. not going to be qualified for the jobs. And so now we talk about gentrification. So now people are not equipped enough Mm-hmm, to, really to defend know, themselves. Yeah, people people don't even really know what's coming if that comes. And, but, I mean? and, like, but, but even if they knew it was coming, Jared, without an adequate and quality education to, to, to defend yourself, to be able to be competitive for a job interview so that you could stay in the city that you were born and raised in. Mm-hmm. Exa- do you understand <laughs> yeah, my point it's, now? There's so many angles. In a lot of bad, cases, you're yeah. holding up the diploma that you got and you're going, but I got this high school diploma. But I'm telling you, that diploma is not worth the papers printed on a lot of cases. Damn. And so now you got a defenseless person who can't go get a job beyond a minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. Like, but even the apartments are going to be outpriced. 
I was told you got you, you got studios now and they're going for two thousand dollars some places. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean it's pretty so, rough. Right, it is rough. And so what's supposed to protect that is the educational system. Mm. But see, when elected officials run, and I've been talking about this more and more on the show, people say, Oh, what's your platform? What's your platform? I don't want to know what your platform is. What I want to know is that you have a firm understanding of an urban economic plan. And an urban economic plan addresses education. It addresses infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It addresses transportation. Mm -hmm. It addresses crime, homelessness. Mm -hmm. It addresses all those things. And like Jenga, you can't just pull one out. Because the whole thing's going to fall apart. Yeah. So you got to know how they're all interconnected. How they all support one another. Yeah. But we don't operate like that, right? I so think- we look over here and go, oh, we're going to address the homeless issue. Or like um, I had uh, former superintendent, uh, former board president, Hassan Rash- Rashan Hassan on my show. And I said, how do you get the people to put their guns down? Because Mayor Ross Baraka in 2013 put out a flyer that said, you know, I'm the only one that can get gang members to put their guns down now. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, former chairman Rashan Hassan said, well, first we have to understand why they picked the guns up in the first place. Mm. Right. Yeah. Some of it could be economic. Some could be safety. Mm-hmm. Some of it could be community based. Like, hey, right. this is. This is what's going on in, outside when I walk outside, right. so I might as well be a part and of so, it. So, so now, when you say you have a plan, you got to have a plan to address the economic need. Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan to address the social dysfunction, right? You have to have a plan to address the uh, public safety need that the person, kid who carries a gun to school because getting bullied or has to walk past gang members and doesn't want to be initiated, right? Mm-hmm. Wants to be able to defend himself or herself and not be picked on or beat up again. Now, what is your plan to address all those different things? So to simply throw out, uh, you know, I'm the only one that can get them to put their guns down now without having a plan to do those kinds of things. Well, we're pissing in the wind. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly, when I talked about, um, how they're when I when I was talking about how they'll uh, claim that they're like the some big leader, it, it it goes back to that Jenga theory, right? They take out like a block and say, "Hey guys, look look at like look at this block, like look what I just did, or like look at this major accomplishment, right?" But it's like maybe maybe like the foundation is like already crumbling. You that's know what I'm saying? That's absolutely correct. It's crazy. That's a that's a really great analogy. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you, right, um, was that. Uh, Somebody told me to ask you this to my brother. He's like, uh, maybe you should ask him this, because um, we we we're talking about a lot of different things in our community, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you, uh, while while we're still kind of on topic, what what would be like some of your ten year plan, or like, say if you had a chance to like change certain things, you I, you just gave me a lot with the economic mm-hmm. plan, you know what I mean? But how do you kind of implement that? You know what I mean? Say if you were in charge of things right now in ten years, what would be like the blueprint for? Black I couldn't people? T- I couldn't tell you how long it would take, mm-hmm. but I would tell you what what's needed is brutal honesty, Jared, and what's needed is an expertise in all these departments that we've never had because people hire friends and families uh, members or they hire uh, political cronies to work because somebody you know canvassed on their campaign right so they get to be this so they donated money to their campaign so, so they you get, get to, to be, be the business administrator right you exactly be, yeah and, and so killing us. it is killing us Jared. and so what we need to do is we need to hire the best Newark deserves the best. Mm -hmm. We need to hire the best, the absolute best. And what we should be looking at every time we walk down City Hall, we say, is that the absolute best business administrator we could have? Is that the absolute best public safety director we could have? Mm -hmm. Is that the absolute best that we can have? Then the answer, if you look, is going to be no. Mm -hmm. And so now when you have uh, elected leadership who says, you know what? I'm going to employ people who are not the best. And then you should be okay with whatever the results are. Well, no. Yeah. No. Because this is politics. Right. And he did. He put. He, that's he like, funded this. And that, uh, so that means and then, this man and, and, is and, and, that. And then, and then like, they say. What? They say, well, he's doing the best he can. That's like hiring my 
you know, that's like me being a, the running back coach for the New York Giants, right? And then bringing my 16-year-old son on to be a running back, mm-hmm. right? And then my 16-year-old son, you know, uh, can't run the ball, right? But I look at the fans and say, well, he's doing the best he can do. Well, he may be. Yeah. But that's not the best the fans deserve. It's not the best the teammates deserve. The teammates deserve somebody who's qualified and capable of running the ball. And, and and when we have elected leadership who says, no, we're going to lower the standards, we're going to lower the bar, we're going to lower the ceiling, and then you need to just be okay with that. And it's wrong. And so I can't tell you, you know, what, what would happen in a 10-year span or an 8-year span. What I could tell you, and I'm never going to run for office, but if I did, I would be hiring the most qualified people that I could find. Okay. Right. Which is why I'll never run for office yeah. because nobody would ever elect me based mm-hmm. on the statement I just made. Because they would say, "Wait a minute, we would want we would want to be able to pick the BA, Eric, because we want to control contracts and stuff." And hey, Eric, we want to be able to pick the public safety director because we want to control overtime for the police officers. Mm-hmm. And Eric, we want to be able to pick the such and such because we want to control X, Y, and Z. See, and none of what I just said to you has a damn thing to do with the people in the communities. Mm-hmm. Who just voted? Who just voted? It's Saddest all about the world. it's all about other people's stuff, right? Yeah, right. Pretty much the saddest thing in the world. Uh, do you think that other races care more about their community than uh, black people do? Well, I told you, you should read the article, um, and I'll tag you in it later. Uh, Mr. Chang talks about how Chinese people. He says Chinese people are suffering through the same racism. You know, he said, you know, they had their history with European whites, right? Chinese. Um, he said, but we focused on us. He said what we did was we studied what they did mm-hmm. and we developed a plan to extricate ourselves. He said, so we won't be, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We just, we looked at what they did and we developed a plan to free ourselves from what they did. He said the black man is too dependent on the white man. Mm-hmm. Running around with somebody who doesn't want him. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating any sort of racism or, or separation, separation yeah. or anything like that. I, I'm simply saying... Understand that, you know, until you have an adequate love and understanding of yourself, it's hard for you to try to extend that outward in a really big way. And I'm not saying this. Some people might listen to this and say, because understand, I was married to two white women, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not at the same time. (laughs) But, um, you you know, you you might have somebody say, well, he wouldn't marry a white woman. So I don't understand what he just said. That makes no sense. Yeah. I'm not talking about anecdotally, right? I'm not. I'm saying that in a whole. uh, We don't understand that um, because even with me being married to her uh, or them, right? uh, My kids and all that we did was deeply rooted in the community that I grew up in, not in the communities that they grew up in because one grew up in Croton on the Hudson. Right, where wealthy people live. The other one grew up in Westfield, mm-hmm. where wealthy people live. I grew up in Newark, and that's where we spent. That's where our kids. That's where we spent all of our time. So it wasn't a matter of the skin color of the person that I was with. It was them understanding the importance of me focusing my energies and resources on improving the community where my people. Are. Okay, man. One of my final questions mm-hmm. has got to be uh, just break down. The Newark elections coming up in 2018. Um, which candidates do you like? Which candidates do you think are like completely fraudulent? And uh, yeah, that's the question, man. Which, which yeah. questions do you like? Which, which candidates do you like? And um, you got to endorse anybody. So you know, but... I'm going to be v- really diplomatic with this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So what, what I'll say is this: I think that everybody who's currently down there needs to go. Uh, they've been ineffective. They're incompetent. Um, the entire council, with the exception of Gail Cheney, Phil Jenkins has pretty much rubber stamped what the mayor has wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when people elect a council, Jared, they elect a, a legislative body that's supposed to provide the checks and balances against the executive branch of government. Yeah. Right. And that's not happen- happening. What the mayor was able to do was consolidate those branches of government, including the judicial branch municipal right so and that's dangerous in any democracy Mm -hmm. you need to have judicial branch the legislative branch and the executive branch separated what you also need to have is you need to have people who are in these uh wards running they need to represent the constituents who elect them 
and they need to be able to go and do war with the mayor if necessary to make sure that the people in their wards get the services and resources that they need in order mm-hmm. to be vibrant communities. Even if you, even if they had to fight publicly, even make it a big to, issue, right? And then and then you have the at large council folks who were supposed to have a finger on the pulse of the entire city from a legislative branch to be able to aid the other council folks in having the necessary hard conversations with the executive uh, branch of our government. But that has all fallen apart. All those guys and women lack the courage necessary uh, to be able to get that done adequately. So now on to the people who are in office now. Um, uh, There are I, I will say that there are candidates and folks who listen to this show uh, can do the research themselves who got 200 votes in the last election, right, uh, where they may need 8,000 votes to win or 5,000 votes to win. So the question I would ask them is, what have you done over the last four years to improve your chances of getting 4,000 votes if you only got 200 votes last year? Mm-hmm. Please explain to me before I waste my vote on you what you have done differently. And if that person can't uh, can't can't uh, articulate to you in very very clear terms what they've done differently, then I'm going to tell you it's going to be a wasted vote, mm-hmm. right? What do they say about insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting Expect different results. results. So if you've yep. not done anything differently, then I can expect you to have the same results you had four years ago. Um, uh, that that goes across the board with them. I think that a lot of candidates, uh, and I see it happening now. They're, because they're now certified, they become more self-serving. They're all trying to negotiate deals within administrations and all kinds of stuff. But none of this has anything to do with the people. None of it has anything to do. None of those conversations, Jared, have to do with improving neighborhoods or improving the lives of the folks who are struggling in our community. They're all trying to figure out how to get a come up. Mm-hmm. Come May eighth, right? How to get a job? How to have a you know uh, you know pension? You know how to have better health benefits? How to be able to take care of a family member? Those kinds of things instead of taking care of the community. So they're they're, they're more self serving than community serving, and 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 we need to watch out for those people as well. Um, but there needs to be consolidation in order to get rid of the people who I believe need to be gotten rid of in City Hall. You can't have a runoff. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 name of the game is fifty percent plus one percent of the vote. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't achieve that, then you go to a runoff, and in a runoff, what really matters are resources, and the mayor will have a ton of resources going into the runoff. Yeah. So a lot of these candidates have to work really really hard over the next. And they don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of time. I think they had got got probably this week, Jared, to be able to work out, you know, something that kind of says, "Hey, hey, Jared, let me explain to you why I believe I have the best chance of winning," and have it be very objective, right? And have you look at it, and you look at what, and I look at what you have, and and put our egos and everything aside, and say, okay, you know, what, 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 you know, what are our objectives? Why are you running? Why am I running? If it's about removing the status quo, then let 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 the weaker one uh, support the one who has the best opportunity to win. Okay. Right. In yeah. order to achieve the goal. Absolutely. Right? And uh, I think if they do that, I think that they'll have a chance to win, but it's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be rough. As far as uh, the biggest, um, like voting issue in Newark for 2018, what do you think the biggest issue is? Filth. 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 What is that? What pe- do you mean pe- by that? Well, drive through the streets in Newark. Yeah. Look at the streets. I, I in agree. Newark. That's we the need, biggest issue. I think it's so interesting that uh like we need some type of law that at least allows like we, like the amount of money the city has, I know they could pay for mm-hmm. it, but at least like garbage cans and like recycling. We gotta step all of that up, man. As far as like every corner or something like that, you gotta have a garbage can because you can't walk down the streets without having garbage just like on the ground. Right, right. And so, it's crazy to me. And, and you know, I thought until I had you know candidates come on my show, I thought that crime would be the number one issue. Mm-hmm. They're saying no, Eric. Filth. People are saying, look, 
you know, I could figure out how to navigate going down the right streets and avoiding the wrong streets, right? Avoiding the wrong neighborhoods where the gang members or the drug dealers are hanging out, right? I could figure that out. You know, I'll look over my shoulders, make sure I'm not carjacked. I can take responsibility for myself when it comes to the crime issue for a big part. But what I can't manage is all the filth that's all over the street. Please just clean that up. And uh, the city hasn't gotten a handle on it, man. Uh, and so that is the biggest issue. So when we talk about what people could come together and vote on, right? Mm -hmm. If you have people in the community looking, go, okay, um, look at our neighborhood. It's yeah. filthy. Who's responsible for it? Those people. Yeah. Well, guess what we need to do? We need to remove those people. Mm -hmm. It's real simple, right? But what gets in the way of a, 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 a you know very practical and and sensible decision are relationships, right? I know you. I know him. I grew up with him. I grew mm -hmm. up with his brother. You know, I see him in the community. Yo, got to look out for him. He a cool dude. She's a cool person. You know, not that they're qualified to get the trash out. Because mm -hmm. they've never given a plan to do that. It's just that I'm cool. I'm, yeah, I'm cool. We down. Vote for me. And until we can become more of an issue-based uh, electorate, Jared, we will always face the issues that we have. Absolutely, man. Uh, you have anything else to say, man, before we sign off? man? No, man. Like Listen, I'm proud of you, hour. brother. You know, I was happy that uh, that I could come down. You know, Yeah, I'm, man. What do you think of the war room, man? The war oh, dude. What do you think, man? Dude, hey, listen, man. This is a bunker, brother. You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I mean? When you go to war, brother, you know, you 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 know, you talk about the real issues and uh and you talk about them in a free and independent way. And uh, you know, I'm more power to you, brother. You know what I say? Uh people say power to the people. Mm -hmm. I say power to the people who are willing to organize and mobilize for change. See, we can't just give power to people. If people are not willing to work for the power, fight for the power, I don't think they deserve the power. Mm. Power belongs to those willing to organize and mobilize for change. Absolutely, man. Signing off. I'm here with Eric Dawson, man, on the War Report. We just got in a great episode. Shout out to him, man. You can find his show out where? Go ahead. Oh, yo, man. Come check me out. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook, the Eric Dawson Talk Radio Show. Look me up. I'm on uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to uh, 12 noon. Um, and you know what station? Talking, uh, 95.1 FM. If you listen through the dial, I don't have the call in numbers. Uh, if you're not, uh, but uh, you can tune in and you'll be able to find it. Um, uh, just just visit my Facebook page or visit the YouTube page and you'll be able to see it. Absolutely, man. Signing off, man. Another great episode. I want to thank Eric Dawson for coming through, man, on a Sunday, man. I got him in here, man. We just yeah, got yeah. it in. And this, uh, we're going to make sure that uh, this uh, podcast and uh, this video uh, hits the community. Beautiful, right, brother. Appreciate off, you, man. man. Appreciate it. Absolutely.